Let's talk about Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. That's right. No more excuses. Get your lazy ass off the couch. Go start a podcast. There's the creation tool that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone with computer. Once again, no more excuses. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Could it be easier? Even better, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. That's right. They're paying us for this ad. Thank you very much, Anchor. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started now. This is The Dime, a 10-minute dive into the cannabis and hemp industry through trends, insights, predictions, and tangents. What's up, everyone? This is the week of July 16th. This is The Dime. As always, I've got my right hand, Kellen Finney, with me. This week, we're talking about CGMP. According to the World Health Organization, current good manufacturing processes, or CGMP, is a system for ensuring that products are constantly produced according to quality standards. CGMP covers all aspects of production, from material to product development, and is designed to minimize the risk involved every step of the way. Normally, the FDA would put forth CGMP guidelines for anything food, drug, or pharmaceutical related. However, because cannabis is illegal at the federal level, none of the federal agencies would normally develop CGMP guidelines that have done so. This has resulted in U.S. cannabis regulations that attempt to control for product quality being done solely through the mandate of laboratory testing. Kellen, is the sole reliance on lab tests for quality control an issue? Why or why not? Yes, it is an issue because one of the biggest things within CGMP accreditation is a quality management system, right? Meaning that you're able to determine the quality of the product you're manufacturing in-house, right? And so by you only utilizing third-party testing, a lot of these manufacturing facilities don't know how the don't know the quality of the concentrate that they manufactured until three, four, five business days later after they submit the sample to the lab. Not only does that make it challenging to scale your process and make sure that you're manufacturing high quality products every time, but from like an R&D process, it's a nightmare. And it's just too long of a time for any manufacturer to, to be able to make high quality products. So it's definitely a huge issue within the industry and cannabis. Hemp is kind of getting a little better with it. There's a few facilities going CGMP with it, but at the end of the day, it's a huge issue and not having any quality management systems in-house is just kind of shooting yourself in the foot. And what are your thoughts on that, Brian? I definitely agree. So one of the conversations that I had was with a publicly traded company with their headquarters here in New York, and they were having issues with the consistency of edibles that they were making. And when they were getting them back from from the lab, they were having these questions. So when we hopped on a call and I was asking him, you know, did you test before you sent to the lab? Did you test? And they were like, no, should we? Probably. Did you test during manufacturing? No, should we? And then I was like, did you test the incoming validate? Did you validate the incoming materials in order to ensure that they're within the, the current product standards that you need in order to deliver a product that you've determined is your golden product? And they said, no, should we? And I think it all goes back to that same thought process. If you're relying on one sole source for quality control, you're probably going to be failing in a lot of areas because you're not giving yourself a chance to fix in real time 
errors and issues and discrepancies between consistencies in incoming raw ingredients. So Kellen, next question. Is the lack of CGMP guidelines beyond the lab dangerous? Yeah. Lack of CGMP guidelines within the manufacturing space of cannabinoids is dangerous because there's no way to truly determine the quality of the manufacturing process. That's tough, right? Because actually, I mean, all products are have to be tested anyways before they're sold, right? So that question is challenging, right? So at the end of the day, I think it's dangerous for from a business perspective. You're not going to see products hit the consumer market these days in the legal market, at least without having third-party COAs. So there's not going to be, at least from that perspective, the industry has really cleaned up from maintaining the quality of product on the shelf, right? Because dispensaries and these consumer outlets where you can access these products are, you have to have an official COA to have that product in the, in the dispensary and part of the state regulations are you have to test for all of the product all the potential contaminants within the product right so outside of the uh the lab in the illicit market or the legacy market yeah it's a huge issue right but within the the legal market there is that kind of gating agent that is in order to get into the dispensary you have to check all of these boxes one of those boxes is getting a full panel full panel coa to ensure that the product is safe for the consumer um, but as far as internally, it's dangerous. Again, goes back to the um, thing I was mentioning earlier from just a, a quality management and kind of making sure that you're operating efficiently and optimally within the space. I mean, uh, do you have anything to add to that, Brian? I think when consumers purchase a product, specifically in that vote, their expectations are that each one of the products in that group is going to be the same consistency. And I think that sort of thought process is a take for granted approach that most consumers who are purchasing everyday products can rely on because there's regulations. But I think the lack of CGMP guidelines dangerous, I think can be specifically when you're talking about like Delta eight and the edibles that are just raging across the market. Now everyone's talking about, Oh, how can I buy these and I, and I can get high, but they don't have THC. And I think there's a lack of education in the space. And I think, Anytime you can add education and guidelines for helping manufacturing practices can eliminate the dangers of good manufacturing practices. Prediction time. What event other than federal legislation could encourage the FDA to improve CGMP guidelines for the cannabis industry? Um, I don't know, honestly, the, I think the only event that can spearhead FDA CGMP guidelines for the cannabinoid industry would be federal legalization. The FDA is not going to devote any resources to developing those kind of protocols unless it's legal. I mean, there's probably some closed door meetings within the FDA and there's probably some work groups um, internally within the FDA that are currently working on those kind of guidelines. And they're probably going to look really similar to like nutraceutical kind of blended with pharmaceutical would be my guess. Um, as far as like the United States goes, but I mean, there's already, they're actively developing these kind of guidelines within the Canadian market, right? So a lot of the accreditation companies that are providing this third party CGMP stamp for companies are based out of Canada, right? And so the, they're, they're 
actively developing these rules for Canada because it's federally legal. And then these companies are selling that same service to United States companies to provide that CGMP accreditation associated with the Canadian rule set, right? So I honestly, in the United States, nothing's going to change until it passes federally, in my opinion. What about you, Brian? You think that there's some other big event that could potentially spearhead these kind of guidelines coming up besides federal regulation? Death. Not to Death. be morbid, but I think when people die, things change fast. When when the vaping market happened, right, and the vape gate happened, and people were freaking out because of all these things, there was swift action that happened. There wasn't complete oversight, but there was a a quick dive into figuring out what the problem was. And I, I wonder if there's some sort of issue where, let's say there's a really bad batch of edibles and a bunch of people die because of some sort of terrible contamination. I wonder if then the FDA decides, okay, like if the government can't get their shit together, we're going to have to figure out how to do that. I'm, I'm, I could definitely be off, but I think sometimes death provokes action to happen very swiftly. Totally. And I want to play the other side because that vape gate killed people and the FDA didn't get involved with the cannabis industry. Yeah. But I feel like they were, they were eagerly like approaching, right? Like I felt like that was the first time I <laughs> thought like, around the corner. <laughs> they were like, all right, we're almost here now. Like you, you called, we're here. But then, but I also think, I wonder with that timing, I wonder if that almost prompted federal legislation but the fact that the Ukraine scandal and then COVID kind of kicked that shit to the curb because I felt like they got super close. And that was the first time I felt like we were right there for like a, a pull in the lever and it's go time. Yeah. And it was a tough time, right? The safe banking act was like it queued up on deck. Yeah, ready to yeah. it. We had that going on. And then there was a, I think an impeachment trial that kind of. <laughs> it must've been years ago. Cool. <laughs> Thanks, everyone, for, for joining. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Hi, it's Justin Benton host of the Miracle Plant Podcast, where we discuss this miracle plant that goes by so many names and how it's helping people in so many extraordinary ways. So if you love this plant and you want to hear a story that tugs on those heartstrings and learn more about this plant, then head on over to the Miracle Plant Podcast. You'll be glad you did.